It's nice seeing you smoke a cigar, man. Good for you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. wow, what I a rebel! Cigars. I bought a really nice uh, room air filter. Oh, so if I'm cool. in here, I just crank that up on high and shut the door. And an hour after I have a cigar, you can't even tell I even had a cigar in here. Like it, down there smoking the devil's lettuce. Nice. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. <laughs> not, not yet. That's what I like. I enjoy that very much. Um, we know you straight up stogie right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You fucking druggie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something's got to give. I had to give up drinking for this goddamn kidney. Believe it or not, I've never smoked weed in my life. Do you believe well, that, Nick? I do, because you went to Firelands. We, we only we, smoke corncob pipes in Firelands. <laughs> we did a couple shows for Unsane Radio, and that was the first time I smoked. I'm not really? going to say um, Yeah, smoked. we did two episodes. I'll have to find those, because they are really <laughs> fucking hysterical. I was doing this, like, crazy, sexy voice like this. ASMR <laughs> stuff, huh? Do yeah. that again, Mark. I'm getting a boner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, sausage, bring it. Um, yeah, it was it was really great. Sausage. Oh, I I mean, I've done edibles, but I'd never smoked before. This was a completely different high. And, oh, yeah, it's a way different thing. You're getting oh, the, uh, you're getting Direct. what they call the, uh, the uh, entourage effect. I fucking when you, loved when it. you smoke the flower. Yeah, I did. A, no, I made I a movie. Oh, there he uh-huh. is. And I don't even get to tell you. You're I already to tell you Dread Bull about how I smoked uh, that fuzz on a corn. And, uh-huh. and a buddy of mine, his mom found the video of us. It was like a horror video. Chris Shear was in it. And and uh, yeah, we were we were smoking like that corn stuff, that corn fuzz. The and corn his mom silk. got yeah. He got, nice. got real mad at him. She was like, what were you guys smoking in the in the. <laughs> in the shed and he was like he wasn't even smoking it and it's just that shit on corn yeah just <laughs> corn so silk. just corn silk nice yeah. didn't even look like pot well looks like our guest failed because you can't we scared yeah he's already oh, bored no. with us he's like yeah. what the fuck are you guys there talking he about <laughs> he's back john pierre man welcome welcome to uh, heavy metal horror how's it going it's going really well. Oh, great. Um, would you prefer we call you JP? Uh, that's what uh, Vic said. You go by JP. So I, I could go either way, man. Uh, JP's perfect, man. Make it easy. Yeah. Okay, cool. And great. how do you pronounce your last name? Abood. Abood. Okay, that's how I've been saying it, but I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, you guys are from Cleveland, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Cool, man. Um, it is great to have you, uh, have you join us for a while. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for having me. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have a lot of fun. So, yeah, we were just talking about smoking and enjoying some of uh, the devil's lettuce and <laughs> all those good things. And Vic was telling us about smoking corn silk. Yeah. <laughs> back, back. <laughs> we live in yeah, farm country, so. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, that hair on corn. Temporarily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that corn hair stuff. I didn't really smoke it. It was just in a movie and we used it. As illicit oh. drugs, and dude's mom found it, and, and he almost got in real big trouble until he was like, "Dude, that's that shit on corn. <laughs> it's not drugs." So, uh, you have any questions for us, or um, you ready to uh, to get this ball rolling? Well, uh, yeah, I'm coming in pretty fresh. Uh, you know, uh, you guys, uh, you know, you talk about heavy metal and horror. Uh, yeah. what, what, how, how are we doing this? Well, uh, we're going to do our great intro, and then we're just going to start talking. I, I got a list of questions um, covering all kinds of stuff from your creative process and life on the road and just a bunch of, like, uh, theoretical, you know, hypothetical kinds of questions. Then we got some games we want to play <laughs> and, uh, you know, just kind of fun stuff like that. 
Awesome, awesome. That sounds good. I like all that. Yeah, it's Monopoly. Uh, it's Monopoly. So I hope yeah, you're, yeah. Uh, you're, you're in for ready a long to stay haul. for <laughs> yeah. Hours. Yeah, I hope you got your sandwich and some good stuff ready to go. <laughs> I, I'm settled in. I got like a little setup here. Uh, this is a CD tower that this phone is uh, set up propped on, and uh, with uh, cassette tape cases, and then I, I got like. Uh, yeah, my little nook back here. Yeah, you so, got your little good. music nook there. Nice. I, I got a game actually. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, let me uh, grab this. You guys know this one, right? Is this uh? Are those all VHS tapes behind you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Metal mental <laughs> breakdown. Huh, I don't know that one. No. Yeah, what is uh, that all about? It's uh done by this guy from um Alberta, I believe. Uh, and it was done in the late 90s, so all the questions are about albums that don't suck, so it's an awesome game. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's awesome already. Not a single <laughs> album with, like, a fake internet musician. You know what I mean? It's nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. I am oh, just, just adjusting idea. one thing here. Oh. No, you're cool, man. I'm, I got, I'm just working on something. It's our producer's fault. Yeah, it's always my fault. Yeah, you know, he always brings the show down, really. <laughs> yeah, as a bummer. Really. Yeah. <laughs> grinding to a halt here while he twiddles knobs. Yeah. <laughs> I had to find the uh the wheel of mystery, man. That's all. Okay. Don't get the best, brother. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get him angry, man. Whatever you do. <laughs> I thought you were just looking for that fucking picture again. Your new your new <laughs> yeah, your, your fucking yeah. your, your model pic. Really proud well, of that. I, I don't have to look for that. It's it's easy, man. It's on the desktop. It's your so wallpaper. Was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can click. certainly make that my wallpaper with like two clicks. So, oh, but you guys have seen it. You know, we don't want to scare JP. Uh, Not yeah, this first time, right? Yeah, we have seen it. <laughs> oh, I'm not afraid. I, I just feel like I'm be yes ending a lot of you guys' stuff. You know, like because uh, this is a nice. You guys got great flow going. Uh, this is cool. Oh, thanks, <laughs> man. Awesome. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we, we have known each other for a very long time. So <laughs> that's part of it. Yeah. Not me. They haven't known oh, me natural. for very long. Yeah, oh, we know about you. I we know, know your type. Yeah, I've kind of known you for about twenty years, there, Vic. But not yeah, like no, you. Uh... I mean, that's where I met you. And then we kind of lost track for a long time, and then uh, you're back in the you know back in, in the fold. But back yeah, in the Dread saddle Bull. again. Red Bull. Yeah. I've known uh, forty five years almost. Yeah, top top thirty five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that there's a Gribble on this show, but like Vic Stone is definitely like channeling the essence of Dale Gribble. <laughs> I channel a lot of stuff, man. I am a channeler. He's got his own channel, right? For his weekly, <laughs> weekly shows. Yeah. <laughs> BDE. BDE. Oh, no. Cool, man. All right. Well, we're going to do our fantastic intro that Drug Bowl loves so much. And then uh, we'll get the ball rolling. Is that cool with you? Oh, yeah. Howdy, this is David Sanchez, and you are listening to and or watching Heavy Metal Horror Roar. I am Montag, master of illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. Hey, this is Chop Top. Stay heavy. And Dread Bull. Wild card. <laughs> and you <laughs> are watching dribble. and listening to Heavy, heavy Metal Horror. Metal. Oh, 
All right. Kitties, we've got a great show. We've got JP Abood from Traveler and Among These Ashes. JP, welcome to Heavy Metal Horror, man. Hey, how's it going? It is going well. We are really excited to talk with you and get to know you and learn more about your music and about just who you are. And uh, yeah, this is really exciting for us. So thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me so much. Yeah. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Would it be insulting to say you got kind of a Rob Zombie vibe going? Uh, I mean, he's really good at what he does. I mean, yeah, I have no idea cool. the level of what of what he's at. You know, <laughs> not just your look, your general look. You kind of got a Rob Zombie vibe going. That's that's. that's uh, I'll take that as a compliment. Definitely, I, that's like, the way uh, it was meant to be. Yeah, we all grew up with white zombie. <laughs> you got a really cool absolutely setup too. Well, saw Devil's Rejects in the theaters, and we remember <laughs> um, all those very disturbing scenes where we were squirming through the whole movie. And then the, that the was guy. a squirmy. Yeah. yeah. Need a shower after that film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still yeah. feel dirty. Uh, yeah. Dread Bull's been working on more of a, was a Sherry Moon zombie uh, look lately. So, um, yeah, he's been wearing those really, really short shorts. You know how it is. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Well, you got to get my my summer bod going. Right around the corner. Working, working yeah. on the legs first. Summer legs. Dread Bull yeah, summer hair. bod is our summer blindness. We're just going to. Hopefully go blind, you know, yeah, like the end of the, my of the x-ray out. eyes. God. That's right. Yeah. right. So <laughs> I like to mow grass. <laughs> yeah, with a little bit of your ass hanging out of your pants. Uh-huh. Mm. You know, give the neighbors a show. <laughs> right. That's what shorts are, man. They're called shorts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. 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 Those aren't shorts. Those are pants. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. A little something for the back, something for the front, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. I kind of want to get in better shape again because, like, I used to be like, I used to look like a hot chick and now like, you know, I'm old, <laughs> you know, so like, uh, it, I, I, I want to get like that, that Jeff Tate, like the, the tight swim trunks with the fanny pack. Going again. <laughs> <laughs> like, cut off shirt. If yes. I can, if I can get back, I won't, I won't put anybody through that unless I lose like 40 more pounds. Don't worry. <laughs> the American tourist look. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Nice. I think it's something we can all Man, adopt. I lose shit all the time on tour. I always lose stuff. So like uh, fanny pack. Absolutely. I got to find. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, we're going to ask you some great questions about being on tour. So I hope you got some good answers for us. Good stories. So we'll, we'll just start with something kind of broad. We'd like to kind of start with these broad based questions. Um, you know, where did your music uh, love of music come from? Uh, mostly from when I was a kid, my dad played rush all the time when I was like a baby to a toddler. And, uh, that's just kind of echoed in my head for forever. Uh, yeah. And then from rush, just like black Sabbath, Metallica, um, all the uh, usual suspects, you know? Uh, but then what really like, uh, sort of triggered the whole different thing where I was going to start making music was, uh, hanging out at, um, punk shows in Detroit and, uh, kind of between when I was in high school, college, you know, just uh, doing a lot of mingling around with musicians from uh, that area. And, uh, you know, we played lots of shows, uh, lots and lots of shows. Some bands, like we, we even had bands that like didn't really have names. We just played together, you know, just did shows. And uh, yeah, it was um, all kinds of different things. Covers sometimes. We did priest covers uh, a couple other times. Uh, and then... Uh, that spearheaded, uh, I, I guess, uh, my first band, uh, Shadow Self, where that was like uh, power metal, like um, a little like uh, 
Um, I, I don't know. Uh, it, what, what, is, what is among these ashes now has a lot of riffs and stuff from back then, uh, but uh, played uh, in a whole new way. Uh, so that's, uh, that, that's that kind of everything coming full circle in a way when it comes to projects in Michigan doing uh, among these ashes. And then, uh, after I did borrowed time, I went to Canada to make music and that was a whole different era, like uh, whole different sets of people, whole different sets of faces, whole different experiences. And, uh, you know, eventually just to bridge, you know, me talking. So you guys can talk, uh, <laughs> traveler. <half. laughs> we're here to hear, we're here to listen to you talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, man. Stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it is, it is wild, but yeah, like just basically to sum it all up, you know, that's, that's sort of how it all got wrapped up. And I, I stayed in traveler and, uh, among these ashes is the new thing with, um, my old bandmate, Joe Katie. And then, um, Richard Clark is the, um, brain of the project, uh, songwriter of the project you know uh and um yeah uh the main guitar player too so um and he, his his right hand is very hetfeldian so like uh i'm super into that uh yeah it, a lot of stuff man a lot of music a lot of times um a lot of um watching movies and uh laughing at them too so i think the horror aspect you know we can uh, we can tie that in today too uh very nice. easily Nice. Well, we're going to ask you some horror questions down the road. That's good. So, I mean, you've been in all, all these bands, you know, and the ones you're in currently in as well, they have uh, wildly different musical styles and lyrical content, you know, like fantasy, sci-fi, you know, uh, this kind of gloom and or doom metal. And so was this always part of what you wanted to do as a musician to, or, or was this just kind of something that happened the way it happened? It happened the way it happened. A hundred percent. I've just been brawling with everything. I brawl with like getting up in the morning and like putting things on, you know what I mean? So like, it's just all been like uh, uh kind of like, you know, all learning experience every day. Um, one thing that's been cool has been getting to be around like really, really talented people and seeing how they operate. Like I got to tour with Unleash the Archers one time. And that was like really pivotal and seeing how like a very, very serious band will operate day to day. Um, especially with the band that I was filling in for as well. You know, they were very serious. Uh, so I'm definitely like, uh, you know, uh, a lot of great experiences being around really talented people. Um, a lot of great experiences um, being around um, a lot of the same people that came back over and over again for metal shows, too, which is like, um, you know, that's something I didn't come to understand until later, you know, because you see that like the same people that are, are, are still coming to the shows. And it's like, you know, um, uh really gets things along you know like uh really like you see that familiar face excellent excellent you mentioned uh sorry uh, just the roundabout question you mentioned uh, uh unleash the archers i saw uh, a, a youtube video of britney slays doing take hold of the flame excellent job on that and then also i saw your your guys's video of uh, uh eyes of a stranger that was a yeah, fantastic I'm cover Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. That's, I, I, I'm really humbled to be even mentioned in the same breath as Brittany at all. But like, uh, <laughs> it was actually they saw the last Searing show. Um, uh, her and um, uh, uh, Buchanan, uh, the drummer, um, they were there uh, in the crowd uh, when we did that at the uh, Vancouver Metal Island in 2019. But that's the last time I saw them because uh, of COVID. I, I probably would have seen them several more times since then. But uh, yeah, man, uh, the Eyes of a Stranger cover was done with some guys from Adamantis. And then it was the first time I got to play with Dennis for Borrow Time in like 10 fucking years. So that was a great thing. Yeah, nice. Uh, is, uh, is Tate an influence? Uh, just a little bit, you know, like um, I, I would say like 
I, I'm influenced by some later guys, you know, like uh, not just like 80s guys. Like I'm influenced by Andy Darris, like Pink Cream 69 and the 90s Halloween quite a bit. Like uh, that's a huge influence nice. uh, as well as like, um, I guess, uh, more hard rock stuff. I've been listening to lots of Gowan, like stuff from the 80s. You know, I'm trying to improve like my melodic singing. So I'm trying mm-hmm. to get more into that kind of headspace. Lot, lots of prog. Been listening to Pendragon, like a crazy guy. Like uh, like a Howard Hughes being in bottles kind of guy, I can't stop listening to them. You know, it's like real um, compulsive. So yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, you did a you did a fine job on that on that video. That was an excellent cover. Oh yeah, thank you, man. That's a, yeah, it's a, it was a fun one to do, especially to get Dennis back uh, to work with him again and just to do it remotely and it to mesh so nicely. I was very very thrilled. Yeah, so. nice. Yeah, I can definitely hear uh, your influence from uh, Andy. You know, in the nineties Halloween you know, in, in your vocal mm-hmm. stylings. And and what do you think is the differences if you had to put, you know, Gatekeeper um, to Traveler to Among the Ashes? What do you think are the differences maybe musically or at least maybe theme-wise with each of your projects? Um. Oh, uh, well, I mean, Gatekeeper is definitely more like uh, sword and sorcery, storybook, uh, warrior-themed, uh, kind of like Michael Moorcock uh, um, novels, um, that, that sort of thing. Um, even a little like uh, you can throw a little Terry Brown in there too, a little high fantasy. They, they, <laughs> that, that's what uh, Jeff was very much into. Uh, and uh, they have a new singer now named Tex, who's really good. I don't know if you've heard him yet, but he uh, is uh, sounding really good on material that I demoed um, before we um, parted ways. And uh, all this stuff is different and it sounds really cool. So um, yeah, they have a new one coming out soon. I, I think it's going to be called from Western shores. And then um that, that that's their whole thing very very like uh sword and sorcery book and then traveler uh we sing about like uh it's kind of like uh we established it early like dio rules like uh it can be about fantasy and sci-fi but also have songs about real life too and then also meld them together kind of like in a philip k dick sort of way because uh, I, I i do everything very gonzo in my life like i said i brawl with like every day you know, like, uh, and it's, it's very much like, I, I find a lot of home in like Kurt Vonnegut and Philip K. Dick kind of writing, but there's lots of different perspectives of Traveler. It's really cool. Cause Dave, our bass player is super into NASA and space and the very like hard science of it. And then, okay. uh, Matt is very much into like, uh, you know, uh, scanner and like, uh, eighties metal that did like the sci-fi bend and, um, into like lots of sci-fi themed punk even too. And he just, uh, you know, just uh, our perspectives come together, I think, in a really in a way that it fills out puzzle pieces really well. When then among these ashes, it's the brainchild of Richard Clark. That's what among these ashes is, and uh, that's a sci-fi story in and of itself about like a future um, world gone wrong, where uh, there's a military takeover, a huge war, people die and have to flee. There's no cities anymore. It's like Escape from New York kind of story. So yeah, yeah, a lot of different that's themes. Cool. But that among these ashes, particularly, is Richard's. Uh, he wrote the lyrics too, so I just sang it. Cool. But you have Trevor, a lot of. I, uh, I wrote the lyrics for Termination Shock, and uh, Matt wrote the lyrics for the debut record. All right, cool, man. Thank you. Yeah, you got a lot of a lot of varied interests and a lot of musicians reading like excellent writers. Um, so, like you know, you mentioned Michael Moorcock, and I know some of the fantasy. I, I was on the. Uh, encyclopedia metallum and it talked about you know robert e howard and some other influences there um you know philip k dick and things like that so are are you a reader of these as well um or was it the other guys in the band and how they kind of influ- was that influencing their music and lyrics or did you, are you part of this 
as well, like enjoying those those authors. Oh, big time, big time. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, my bookshelves here. Uh, all, all that I have displayed behind me is mostly VHS, uh, but uh, I, I have books here too. They're to the uh, left of me down here. And uh, on another, and I, I've kept all of them through the years. They, they're all the same copies uh, since I was young. I held on to everything I've could. Nice. Uh, so who yeah, are yeah, some, so, are some of your favorite writers? Uh, Philip K. Dick, uh, Kurt Vonnegut, uh, aforementioned yeah, both. Yeah. You know, uh, but then, uh, you know, I'm also super into uh, Tolkien, obviously. Um, I really like um, Sam Delaney. I really like um, uh, Dune quite a bit as well. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's I, a masterpiece. I, I got back in. I got a, I got a card up. I, I'm being unprofessional and I dropped my card that I'm going to read from later. Uh, no, the uh, Dune series. I just recently got back into the David Lynch version. What a fucking movie. So good. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Have you seen the new one? Not yet. Not yeah, yet. that's that's candy. I loved it. That's candy I for the eyes. It. It's, it's Jacques Villeneuve. Well, yeah, it's 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 beautiful. It's a it's a feast, a visual feast. It's really good. Yeah, um, very faithful to the novels. You know, yeah, it's yeah. it's excellent. Um, so also, Traveler. I know there was a role playing game called Traveler that was in the 1980s. So, is anyone, uh, you know, are you were you aware of that? Is anyone like a, a gamers in your band? No, no, no. Uh, David uh, Arnold, uh, our bass player, he reads more than me. Uh, but he's not uh, too much into uh, those kinds of games. Uh, but uh, there is a concept album about that game. It's by uh, Slaufeg. Uh, they did an b- uh, album called Traveler in 2003, where every song is based on that uh, mm-hmm. different parts of that story from that game. Okay. That's where it yeah. comes from. Yeah. yeah, we dabbled in that game back in high school. We could yeah. never quite wrap our yeah. heads around it completely. Yeah, it, was, so it was a little never challenging. Went far. Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a cool game in some aspects. It was a little challenging. And then, uh, yeah, we, we were more into the D&D kind of stuff you know that's, that's how okay. we i was too dumb to figure out go in high school so you know. <laughs> that's how dread bull and i learned mm-hmm. all we've got all of our bravery we learned about bravery when playing D D. all those uh-huh. years yeah we did not learn about women but we did learn about bravery. <laughs> well we had our so fair share of wenches <laughs> busty wenches <laughs> yeah. um all right jp when you're out you know among these ashes or, or traveler when you're playing do you prefer like smaller intimate venues or or larger arenas you know like from a fan's point of view being really close to a band is awesome you know, get to make the contact or sometimes you get a fist bump or something like that you're right there in a moment but from a, a band's point of view what what, what do you prefer uh, sometimes i feel like a you know like a, a bad person you know because like a, i don't know like a some kind of energy vampire or something because i want to play in front of tons of people all the time it's like i just i feed off of it so much better than if it's just like a few people, but I'll still give a great show for a few people. But I think like I wouldn't be as much of a tryhard about it as I would in the past. These days, I'd be more like you know a little more uh, surreptitious, I guess, about it. Uh, not so like I'm still gonna do a big giant arena show in a tiny place. You're, I'm gonna yell really loud into this house <laughs> microphone. No, 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 not, not like that, you know. All right, good. Uh, what? Well, how do you take care of your voice when you're on tour? I mean, that's, you know, the screaming, that has got to take its toll show after show after show. What kind of things do you do to ensure that your voice is as good as it can be? I, I basically stopped drinking years ago. Uh, the only drinks I've had in uh, recent times are just a shift drink that I was bought at the end of work by uh, the chef, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so I stopped doing that. That helped a lot. Uh, I have to kind of go against my nature and not talk at all. And that usually makes it okay every day. That's it. Uh, that way I can throw my voice, all the different voices and stuff, and it's not 
too hard. Simple. All right. Uh, what are some of the uh, quirky, quirky things in your rider? You know, if you're at a venue, you get a rider. What kind of things do you want on your, for your, for your band? I, I ask for socks and towels all the time. And more, more socks. Interesting. Yeah. More socks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People, uh, that, yeah anyway. Socks is a reoccurring uh, rider <laughs> uh, item. Yeah. It's becoming the yeah, popular I once, thing. Uh, I once stole a pair of socks from San Hedron's rider on the tour. They were <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I really needed them. Were they used or did you get some new ones? Well, I, I thought they were for both of us was the error that I made. I, I wasn't deliberate. <laughs> like, uh, I, I did still feel very, very good to put them on after I was informed of the, the, the problem. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's fantastic. You know, um, like they say, walk a mile in someone's socks. Right? That's right. Is that what they say? That's right. They oh really God. might know what it's like. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Uh, um, what uh, metal festivals do you like? Really like to play at? You know, what what shows are are the ones where you can get to go to the do in the festival circuits? What, which ones stand out? It's like, yeah, we really love this festival. Well, I've, I've gotten to play Keep It True three times, and that was great every time. So that's 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 an easy one. Um, we're getting to play some really cool ones, uh, with Traveler that we haven't gotten to ever play, uh, in June. Uh, I think one I can't announce yet, but it's very, very, it's going to get announced like in a week or two, but then another one is Muscular Rock. Uh, I, I've never been to Sweden, so that one should be pretty cool. Uh, nice. but to go back to favorite fests, uh, Sword Brothers Festival, uh, is really cool. That's a really cool one. Uh, that's in like, uh, Midland, Germany. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. We got to get, um. David DeFay out there, you know, with his sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, you do oh, get to DeFay's enjoy cool, these. Man. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry, JP. Go ahead, man. No, DeFay's cool, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We interviewed him um, last year and yeah. uh, he was so mm-hmm. great. Um, we'd like to have him come back on, you know? Yeah. We, we were just really good fans uh, and he was just a fantastic guest, you know, just we had a great time. Yeah. We had to laugh because we just mentioned his sword collection and he just stands up and draws a sword right off his hip. Yeah. Like he just wears that thing around the house. <laughs> well, he does it like he's in a movie, like he, like as good as somebody in a movie would. Yeah. That's the thing mm-hmm. that like, like gatekeeper always tried to make me play with a sword live. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. You don't understand. Like I have to like, get somebody that knows like certain wrist tricks and things like I don't, if it, if it looks dumb, it's going to look dumb. I promise. <laughs> yeah. uh, I bet DeFay, DeFay is probably pretty proficient with a sword too. I bet. Yeah, well, he, he, he sings with them and he has them on stage. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I need to get in contact Great. with him actually, because I'm going to do a cover of uh, lion in winter for uh, a solo. Oh, nice. I'm going to do a, a solo thing soon. Uh, got some originals for that, but uh, there's a cover of Lion and Winter cooking for that, and I, I need I need to talk to him and see if that's okay. Huh. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like when that comes out, would you want to come back on? If I can get we can get David and you back on together, and we can all mm-hmm. talk about your cover, would that be cool? Oh, you can have him just roast me. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, He's got fat, and he's trying to be like me. <laughs> <laughs> He'll write an album about it. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. It'll be like, you'll have 12 parts and it'll be all just piano. <laughs> He'll never be the swordsman that he is, though. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love I got to open for them in 2012 with Borrowed Time and they played like so much good stuff. They played King of the, of the Fearless. 
They played uh, Noble Savage. They played um, um, the one from um, Age of Consent about uh, the burning of Rome. Oh, uh, yeah, all yeah. Of yeah. 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 We're fans. Uh, they, they have some good music, you know, and um, yeah, just it's just really great stuff. So I know when we talked, David said they were working on some new material. I think he had uh, he had a double album written and he had like two more double albums on the way. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. you can't have like one CD with Virgin Steel. It's got to be two. Oh, discs. Wait, wait, you hold up. I got I got something to show you. I'm going to. Yeah, it cool. Go. All right. Uh, you guys ever hear about this? This is like this is a piece of Virgin Steel history. You guys ever you guys know about this? Oh yeah, snake, snake skin oh, voodoo man. Wait a minute. I, I do the, not the tale huh. of the snake skin voodoo man. Is it a VHS movie? This is before he, they made him box on TV. They did this with uh, like some vignettes with Joey Buttafuoco. Oh, oh wow! wow. <laughs> no, no, that's got that, no. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <Yeah. laughs> That's you got to have him sign that. You know that, right? Oh, well, wow. no, no, dude. His website. This is from their website. Their website was operational. I think up until like 2013, 14, you could still get all their old stuff. Like they still had it, you know. And it was. Oh, I'm not cool. sure if it's still there. Oh, that's awesome, man! Very cool. <laughs> that's cool. cool. Nice little piece of memorabilia mm-hmm. there. Yeah. yeah there's a cool Life Among the Ruins poster it came with. It also came with Life Among uh, tape that had like. Uh, like a sampler of different songs. Yeah. Would, would that you consider to be your favorite piece of memorabilia or, or do you have like something else that says, yeah, this is my favorite. Oh yeah, man. I got I, a lot of records that are like, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really surprised if I held on to all the stuff that I had because like, you know, I've been, I've been, I've been stolen from before, but uh, uh, most of my stuff I've held on to surprisingly, like considering I've moved like, maybe 50 times in the last three years. Holy shit. Oh, wow. And that's when things break. You know, I had, I had, I've just moved twice on uh, the last 20 years and, but all my models broke in those two moves. Oh, everything, wow. everything just broke, you know, I'm like, and I ended up missing like a whole box of stuff. I'm like, where the hell are my toys? You know? Um, but yeah, no, oh, that's yeah. awful, man. 50 times. Huh? That's amazing that you managed to keep it all. Yeah. Most of it. Yeah. Most of it. And it's, it's, also one thing that was really cool was uh um when i did the among these ashes uh record richard gave me his cd collection because he just kind of needed to get it out of the house for space reasons but it's like so much stuff that i lost over the years like just lots of like you know just classic metal cds uh 90s century media stuff all stuff that i collected when i was younger you know stoked yeah that's cool excellent Nice. Well, when you go to these festivals, you know, you got a couple that you're playing you haven't played before. Um, are you able to enjoy the the festival as a fan as well, or is it all business? You show up, you play, you got to go, or can you just like soak it in and just have a good time? It's, it's hard sometimes. Cause like, uh, um, I, I want to soak it in, but like, you know, it, it's easy to look unfun in front of people. Sorry. I had to think about my answer for a second. It, it <laughs> That's is cool. No, it, it's, it's easy to look unfun in front of people if that's how you come at it. So one thing I've liked to do is uh, I've gotten really friendly with like uh, the keep it true crew. Like every time I do that festival, I like to just hang out with them in like the video booth and just, just chill out. Uh, they, I, I usually just try to find like a couple of, a few familiar faces and chill out. And that's like, I mean, uh, I, in the past, I've been Mr. Party Man for sure, but like these days, I'm trying to keep a voice every day. So it's just that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I get it. I, uh, 
you know, you got to do what you got to do, man. You know, um, can you share one of your most outrageous spinal tap moments, like tour stories? Like, yeah, this is right out of fucking spinal tap. Uh, I fell on my face in, in Paris, France, like the shock master. <laughs> can you elaborate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly like that. I, uh, it's the shortest story ever because I, I tripped over Tori and our lead guitar player's cable like the moment I come out to sing the first line and I got pancaked flat and it was like kind of darkish and not like, you know, the lights hadn't been going yet. So I think only the front row saw it and laughed and the front row was mostly Riot City. So like I, I got I shouldn't be doing this anymore after that happened, but it's uh, I guess not enough people noticed. There you go. You're safe. Yeah. Uh, one thing. Um, one thing, yeah. Well, if you got more crazy stories, stories, we always love to hear like outrageous road stories. So you know, if you got a couple, uh, yeah, was, man. That was that was a nuts at one. Like, because uh, at the end of that tour, like our driver had to like flee back to Italy, and uh, just uh, we all ended up in a German hostel for a, a few days, trying to figure out like emergency flights, all this stuff. That was a wild one, but. uh yeah, uh, lot, lot, lots, lots of others. Um, there was an earlier tour that I did where um, we uh, we rented the wrong van. So it was a minivan that we just crammed full of gear. So we all were just like crammed into little quadrants of like where we could fit within the gear. So if anything <laughs> had happened to this vehicle, we would be mangled. halts. <laughs> be nothing left. <laughs> so that, that was something. And then... Um, Oh man, uh, there was uh, we played at an Ethiopian restaurant in uh, Richmond, Virginia, and it was a uh, it was a blast though because it was put on by uh, the dude from Battlemaster, uh, and um, yeah, that 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 whole thing fell apart though after that because we were just like having shouting matches and just everything just went to shit. So like our drummer quit before our appearance oh. at a Chicago fest. <laughs> so, like, oh boy. Okay, so like our appearance at the Chicago Fest, and this is like um, the Skull was headlining. Rest in peace, Eric Wagner. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they were they were headlining, and um, we just begged our, our our old drummer to like like I, I just begged him to come out, and um, it, it was such a bad deal for him because it's just like there was no rehearsal. He hadn't played with us in like three years, so nobody came out looking good. And it just got worse and worse, and we were just like. You know, just a bunch of idiots shouting at each other at a hotel. <laughs> but Ethiopian food, though, were you able to try some of that? That's like phenomenal. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, it's, it, it's it's absolutely delicious. Like uh, I enjoy anything I've had this Ethiopian. Uh, the sponge bread, dip it in anything. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a, a great place if you ever get down to Louisville. Um, uh, there's a great <clears throat> Ethiopian place there on on Fourth Street and. Uh, Oh yeah. That was the first time I'd had it. And I was like, Oh my God. That was like, I just sat in silence, just eating like, this is the most transcendent <laughs> meal experience of my life. Um, yeah. I mean, it was like the only time, the only time I'd had it. I'm like, man, there's gotta be a good Ethiopian place around here. So well, speaking of that, like, well, what kind of, uh, what kind of foods do you like to eat when you're on the road? Like do you have me- a favorite? Meager, ones. meager. like uh, very like not a lot. Cause it's, I'm just going to feel terrible if I eat too much. I'll feel lethargic, you know? So like can of vegetables, you know, uh, 
just whatever's on the rider, hopefully just like some bread and some meat or something. And, uh, you know, something hot, if it's, if it's a good deal, that'd be kind of cool here and there, but not just always meager, you know, like not too much, not too much. And then if, if I, I've played two shows in the past, there was one with borrowed time and one where I was uh, singing for funeral circle where we were both fed a lot before the show and we sucked both times. <laughs> Sucked, sucked, sucked. Like it was just get gassy. Gotta take a shit when you get on stage. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you look like you move like shit. You don't. Yeah, like, no, oh, that's yeah. true, man. It, just... That's absolutely true. I used to get salads before I would play shows, man. I'd be like, nah, I'm gonna eat like a quarter of this salad, and then I'll eat after I've played because you eat a big old greasy meal, and you're gonna be up there fucking turtle head poking out or <laughs> shit yourself while you're playing you know like that shit goes right through you when you go live man you can't it's let like your body so- knows like this guy's got to perform for somebody you need to take a shit right now no you can't let no, yourself get you. too spoiled man right, <laughs> just- right. You gotta stay hungry <laughs> yeah yeah just like twisted sister yep um right what's uh what songs do you most enjoy playing live recently um i really love doing termination shock i'm very proud of that album like uh because i i uh, matt let me write a lot of lyrics on it and uh fiddle with some parts here and there and it was it was just uh really cool how um how collaborative that one was and this one is just as much that's coming up uh we have a third album i don't know if i could say the title yet but i just saw the artwork it looks really cool um it's from the same guy that did our first two. Um, that's uh, Dylan. And um, yeah. Uh, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> what songs do you enjoy playing live? Like Termination to- Shock. Yeah. yeah, Termination Shock for sure. <laughs> Shaded Mirror. We just did that for the first time like last weekend. And uh, that one was awesome. Uh, like Torian and I locked in on like the harmonies and the chorus without any rehearsal at all. So I'm I'm pretty excited about doing that one live as well. So those two. Excellent. Excellent. Um, you know, who are some of your musical heroes, you know, like, um, and, and have you met any of them? Yeah, many of them. Um, uh, Mark the Shark Shelton, a uh, great guitar player and a uh, great singer in my opinion as well. A uh, great songwriter, great lyricist, um, passed away in 2018, but, um, uh yeah i got to cross paths with them a couple times uh the manila road was nice enough to let me perform necropolis once with them at warriors of metal fest back in 2012 and that was like a whole like you know um the storybook moment that was just fantastic you know and uh, i I, we crossed paths since and like uh mark and i talked a little bit you know and uh it was uh, amazing to get to meet him uh in real life and like uh you know be around him a couple times that i was and watch him play you know just uh uh real guy that put the soul into his instrument you know um and it's been lots of people like that yeah you know um i've gotten to play with like um a lot of people that i you know just thought i'd never get to meet like um steve grimmett or um even guys like flotsam and jetsam you know like because uh, i didn't know they'd be back at it thrashing again and then you know there they are just like playing the entire no place album and the entire um um deceiver album so it's like yeah just lots of cool stuff always happening in metal. I never thought I could see Halloween with uh, Kiski back on vocals, you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah, and, and uh, Flotsam's new album is fantastic. Just a fucking ripper, man. Just so good. 
And uh, yeah, so when you've had these experiences and you met these heroes, has has that influenced how you respond to fans who want to meet you? Um, I, I I feel like this is another thing where I'm like, ah, am I a bad person? Because I feel like I, I I'm glib every time, even if I try to be nice, and I'm like, uh, I am being, I feel nice, even if I feel nice, I feel like I'm being glib, and I'm like. God, I got to fix myself. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I'm just not sure. Like, why is this person a fan of me? Why would they like my yelling? <laughs> like, why would you, why would you listen to this? <laughs> Are you thinking like, did they I lose a I bet? I mean, you have those, those negative thoughts like, no, maybe they lost a bet. I mean, I mean, what kind of, that's, a, that sounds well, like, I mean. Millennial brain, I guess. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Well, I, yeah. How long? Yeah, along those lines, like, uh, you know, nowadays with the with all the social media out there and stuff, there's like this, everybody's got a megaphone now. And it seems to be, you know, the vast majority of it's just this cesspool of negativity. And I'm sure you run into that being an artist, pouring your heart and soul into into what you create, putting it out there to the public. You know, how do you deal with the negativity that, that comes your way? Or is it pretty, is it pretty tame for, for you as an artist? Or, you know, are you able to compartmentalize that or just shrug it off or how do you deal with that kind of stuff it took a long time but i brush it off now it took a long time though uh now if i see something where it's like this the singer and like this guy sucks i'm just like yeah whatever you know (laughs) uh and then um um there's one review that happened once by this one gal uh, i think it was from metal temple but like uh they just totally understood my lyrics they totally understood what i was going for on termination shock and that that review is something i think about sometimes that keeps me going and feeling really good nice yeah. Yeah. I just think about that sometimes with the, the, the prevalence of, of negativity, you know, on, online in particular and, uh, you know, how artists of any kind deal with that kind of stuff. Cause I don't know how well I would, you know, maybe I'm too sensitive, but I don't know if I could handle all the, you negativity. are sensitive. We've been, we've been saying yeah. shit about you for 30 years and yeah, all the time. Yeah, you do. What, what was that movie? Weird. What what movie made you cry? We just made fun of you. For Every that. movie makes him cry. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Yeah, which one was that? Uh, yeah, yeah, you made fun Probably. of me. You, you, you had something really nasty to say. Frozen, I think Frozen made you cry. <laughs> it was probably it's probably what makes him cry is he wears those really short shorts when he's cutting his lawn. <laughs> anybody cry when they look at that shit? So. <laughs> now you know the pain yeah. is looked upon your neighbors. Oh, oh nice, man! Nice. Wow! Uh, Thanks a lot, fellas. <laughs> hey, you, you want a Kleenex <laughs> to wipe your eyes? I got. Um, I got to learn to let it slide like JP there. Yeah, that's, that's a good way. It. I mean, no, you're not getting away from us. That's why yeah. we're born with two, you know, two middle fingers in case we wear the one out, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes yep. I wish I had ten middle fingers. I just don't. There aren't enough middle fingers. Um, all right, JP, who's your favorite non-metal vocalist? Oh boy, probably Kate Bush. Nice, great, cool. good answer. And how about your favorite non-metal guitarist? Uh, Steve Hackett. Excellent. Good, good. All right. We're going to ask you a uh, theoretical question here. Um, you're stranded on a desert island. Okay. You can take five bands or five uh, artists, you know, groups. You can take their collections with you. What would those five bands or artists be? I guess uh, Genesis, uh, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, um, 
Marillion, uh, Fate's Warning. That's also oh, top nice. Of oh wow! Yeah, that's a good that's a good mix right there, man. They yeah. got some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, you got no electricity, so you can't listen. To it. <laughs> <laughs> if the artwork's good. You'll it'll... Yeah, you can just look at the lyrics. And look at it. <laughs> Sing it in your head. <laughs> That's good. I like that. <laughs> he can devise. Look, if Gilligan's Island could devise some kind of electrical device, he can too. He can make some yeah, kind of rudimentary coconut powered. Yeah, yeah coconut like powered the turntable. Going, you know, on that yeah. fan and yabba dabba do. You know, solar power out of palm leaves or something. <laughs> Precisely. Right. Right. So we know you're a horror fan because, uh, you know, we were talking about that earlier. So uh, what are some of your favorite horror movies? Uh, I'm kind of all over the map with it. Okay. But like, sure. uh, I guess like uh, I, I really like um, lately I have re- been revisiting Dr. Giggles. Which is... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's a, that's a funny movie, man. That's, that's got a lot of good humor. Oh, the the pre-mortem line where he's like, I hope you brought protection. I'm just <laughs> he's like in bed with him. So good. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, also like I've been getting into like the um uh Rucker Howard's uh, the original The Hitcher as well. I, I revisited mm-hmm. that. Um Oh, uh, you know what? There's a movie I, I I once talked about it on Facebook like a long time ago, but I'll bring it up now. Um it's it could and if it was if it was out in the eighties it would just be horror it would just be categorized as horror but since like we're in this like meta 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 point um it's just a comedy in twenty twelve when it was released but did you guys see Bad Milo movie called yeah, Bad Milo. yes no, no. dude oh. it's great body horror right it's it's like Basket Case kind of yes oh, yeah nice. it's just it plays as a comedy it has a co- guy from the state as the main guy. It's, it's it's done as a comedy, but it, if it was just done in the eighties, it would without any changes just be a straight horror. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's it's good. It holds up. Check Body out. horror is always funny. Um, that's why I mean, I, I, I it's always like you know the the prosthesis and like the different like there's always a little humor put into it, you know. Right. Uh, yeah. That's something I always enjoy about it. Even even the thing has moments that are like you can gallows humor, find it funny in a way. Yeah. The way that it's like, is it really this? Come on. You know, yeah. Like, and the heads, right. the heads kind of crawling away. <laughs> You've got to yeah. be fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I did dreadful. And I watched basket case way back in the old days. Yeah. Back in, back in yeah. high school. Huh? Yeah. We used to have our VCRs were compatible. So I would get red videos and we could, we could make copies. Of uh, VHS, yeah. Set up all night long making copies on VHS. Now the feds are <laughs> yeah. coming for you. I know. Yeah, from this from from forty years ago. Um, there's a lot put into that roar of Belial. Like, there's like an oscillator in there. There's like uh, there's like uh, pitch shifters. All this stuff. Like, you know, he just when he roars, it sounds so. I remember it sounding so terrifying when I was a kid. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's it's gruesome. I mean, you see, you finally see him. And that scene where he's having sex with the, <laughs> the girlfriend, and he's like feeling robbed. <laughs> oh it's just man, fantastic! Yeah, you know? <laughs> we're like, oh, the, oh, the boobies. Cast, like, we get to I, see I a booby like hotel, a booby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. So, what as a kid, what were some of the movies that scared you that you can remember? Like, yeah, oh, fuck, this is a scary movie. Jeez, um, definitely the Friday the Thirteenth movies, uh, Predator. Scared me a lot as a kid because I was pretty young. I was like seven around Predator time, uh, like Predator 2. Uh, and then um, 
Yeah, like uh, I'm trying to add, I'm dig back and think if I can reach something I'm not remembering, like uh, um, something that just threw me off or like maybe not even it was a scary movie, something that like scared me from a movie. And uh, I'm thinking like uh, there was one thing, but I'm just not I'm just not formulating it. But it was definitely from the 80s. Can you it remember anything like about it? We can, maybe we could remember it if you give us some details. It wasn't RoboCop, okay? Like, okay. Uh, it wasn't that, but it was something similar, like where there, there's just an explosion of violence all of a sudden. Hmm. And uh, it was something, I think, uh, it might have been Verhoeven. Maybe it was, oh. uh, might have been Total Recall, but I, no, I, I don't think so. It was something like, uh, just, like, definitely, like, there's a kill much like the one in the opening scene of RoboCop. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. Nothing's nothing's ringing a bell right now, but the, all right, cool. What's your uh, favorite candy to eat at Halloween? Um, jeez, um, I don't know. Probably uh, candy corn. All right, candy corn. Nice. Traditionalist. Yeah, I love candy corn, man. <laughs> um, and and what horror recommendations can you make for us? Like, have you seen something recently? Like, yeah, this is a great new horror film that that uh, we might enjoy. A great new one. Jeez. I mean, everyone's seen Hereditary, though, so I can't really make that as a recommendation. But I can't recommend it enough because it's like the closest thing to a King Diamond album as a movie. Oh, it is creepy. I mean, so to me, it's very much like you can watch him. You can see him singing every scene. What's going on? Don't you can see it your head the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That nice. is the worst King Diamond I've ever heard. I think it's like, you should sing the new Vindicator album that way. <laughs> All falsetto. Queen Diamond. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Excellent. Um, all right, JP. What celebrity would you most like to sit down and have a drink with? I mean, I know you met a lot of people. It doesn't have to be in music. It could be any, any form of entertainment. Hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I think right now, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try to think of somebody new, you know, like, uh, but I, I think I'm still going to name somebody old. <laughs> yeah. If that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the time is just getting on. Right. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind um, meeting or being around, um, you know, like, uh, I don't know, just seeing how someone like uh, 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 a singer, like on a, on a certain level operates, you know, every day, like uh, one like um, Bruno Mars or like um, multi-instrumentalists like Anderson Pock, They just did that album together. I'd like to see how someone like that operates in a day just because like my scene is so disparate from um, when it comes to like, you know, so a lot of people love hip hop and then some people are weird about it. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Right. right. That's cool. Uh, Is there a song that you wish you had written and recorded instead of the group who did? Not really. No. No, I can't think of one. Like, um, uh, all the stuff I've done is just like, it's all very spur of the moment. Like I said, just like, you know, brawling every day with stuff and just kind of like coming up with what works and not really thinking that hard about it, like uh, not stacking it up with other stuff. Sometimes going with the gut is the best thing. 
you know, not trying to overthink it. You just go with your instincts and what you like it as a musician and what kind of rings true to you and your creativity. And, and you just got to go with that, you know? <clears throat> I, I what find a, overthinking or overcooking stuff ruins it no matter what. That's true. What, a, what took you to Canada? Um, <laughs> well, I just like, you know, all, all my friends decided I was a jerk. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I just went and like, I was like, okay, I got to prove that I'm like, you know, not shitty at this, I guess. Cause I really want to do it still. I'm like compelled to do it. Right. So like I get with strangers now and try to do it. Right. And then like, I, what ended up happening is I made a bunch of new friends and uh, a bunch of met a bunch of people in a bunch of different places. And uh, I still have lots of connections with uh, these musicians to this day. And then traveler is what ultimately came of it. And uh, yeah, that's just, um, I mean, uh we just got back together like to play our first shows in two years the other weekend yeah. and it was like uh like nothing it was very e- even the fact that we had like a drummer handoff and our, our drummers changed at both the shows uh, it was like kind of a ceremonial thing even that okay it was, yeah it still felt so cool and natural and not a, not not weird no bad vibes at all and it's like god i just want to hold on to that forever there's there's no i hope we can make albums forever right yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, when it works, uh, you know, do you still have any contact with the other drummer, the one who quit? Or is he like, do you just like that? Oh, no, no, of course. Of course we do. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's why we set it up this way. And I okay. uh, gave him uh, a proper send off at both the shows. Uh, and they were both very well attended. So uh, it all turned out very nicely. Um, but yeah, we got this tour coming up uh, in April. Um, I'm going to maybe do a plug right now. Yeah, please. no, please do. Sure, man. Love All right, you. well, uh, you know, four eight. Uh, uh, that's uh, April eighth, uh, Vancouver Wise Hall, and then April 9th, Seattle. April tenth, Portland. April twelfth, Oakland. April thirteenth, Sacramento. April fourteenth, Costa Mesa. April fifteenth, San Diego. April sixteenth, Scottsdale. April seventeenth, New Mexico. April nineteenth, El Paso. April twentieth, San Antonio. April twenty first, Austin. April twenty second, Dallas. April twenty third, Hell's Heroes. April twenty sixth, Denver. April twenty seventh, SLC. April 28th, Vegas, April 29th, LA, and April 30th in Fresno. We are coming to your town. There are ticket links on Spotify. There are ticket links on Facebook. Allied Forces Tour. Look it up. Thank you. Hey, you, you guys are taking that tour is going to Europe too, no? Um, or something it's, similar? Yeah, hey, no, no, no. It's not the same tour. Uh, okay. It's uh, just us. Uh, we're going in uh, June. I don't know what I can announce from it yet or not. But no worries, man. I. I I got yeah, I got my my wires crossed there when I was looking at images. So I, I thought this tour was the European tour, but no, that's cool. That's a lot of dates. That's what Fresno's uh, in America, Vic. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware of that. <laughs> okay, just uh, wanted to double check yeah. Dallas. Those are all cities in the states, man. Yeah, long way from and, Europe. Uh, Vic's from Ohio, though, so he's like, call California, America. Yeah, <laughs> that's not man. That's the Republic yeah. of California. I know where he went to high school. Oh. Yeah, in Dreadful, yeah. right? Yeah, well, yeah, I think yeah. Montag needs to move to Canada too because he just lost his friends. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone in Canada is going to move to the states. No, 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 no. We, you, you got the place to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> did i just hear trouble mentioned what's that how'd that trumbull, go like the town in ohio trumbull, trumbull. no no, oh, no. no. <laughs> are you no. will you be eventually coming to ohio or do you know that yet oh uh, i wish actually um no no uh we were gonna do a midwest thing i like kind of forced it uh you know i don't know but uh i think we had to because uh we're doing this West Coast thing, and I think we should at least make an appearance. So August, we got two things. Uh, we got a uh, hyper, no, not hyper, uh, 
Oh, no, 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 no. I don't remember the name of it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Should have wrote that one down, too. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't write that one down. Madwood Power Fest. Madwood Power Fest in Madison, Wisconsin in Madison, August. Madison, Wisconsin, yeah. And then we got a Chicago show. Just those two, but that those are our Midwest appearances that we're Okay, yeah, Madison's, a, Madison's great. I'm sure we could find a really good, you know, uh, Ethiopian restaurant and they're around there too. So <laughs> you should be all right. Dude, honestly, like uh, it was, it was spinal tap as hell, but it was still so cool for like Andy uh, to uh, schlep a PA and set it up in an Ethiopian restaurant. I was just Wild, trying to imagine yeah. that. Cause the one I was in, it was really small. I'm like trying to imagine like how that would work. You know, enough room for that about room for about 30 people in there. I'm thinking, my God, you got this metal band playing in this, in this small restaurant. Must've been a larger venue. I'm going to guess a larger restaurant. But still, that's pretty cool. Here's how it works. The drums rattle on the drum rug over the tiles, and the hits are late. No, so that's weird. That's nice. People like sitting in front of the monitors trying to eat soup, and it's just blowing out of their spoons and stuff. I mean, monitors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> monitors. What are, what are those? Speakers. Speakers. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. Are there any... Uh, you know, current bands out there that you're uh, listening to that, that uh, you could recommend to us? Um, something current that I am listening to that I could recommend. I like the new Marillion quite a bit. That just came out and is very good. Um, progressive rock. And then um, I also am very much into the new Scorpions record, way more than I thought I'd be. The songs are very, very high quality, I feel. On the That's what I've been hearing. I, I wasn't crazy yeah. about the first single, but and I always thought that... that uh, Mickey D was the wrong drummer for that band. You know, I mean, he's great. He's a power metal drummer. It's like bringing a Ferrari to a Yugo race. You know, I mean, here's this guy. Ooh. I mean, well, I, I mean, Scorpion's music is not as demanding. You know, like they, well, they the did thing for, is with with the Motorhead. Thing is, yeah, you what, you're, you're playing overkill you're every night. That, but you're thinking like winds of change and and like you know, if you were to slap Mickey D in the '70s Scorps, you're you're good to go. He fits that, right in it. In when the change has got lots of complicated ear candy in it, though. Well, yeah, no, I'm not knocking it. I love, I love the Scorps through and through. Whether they're playing like you know radio hits or they're playing like great rock, but I, I understand. Like I, I know what what Montag's saying, but if you think about Mickey D and the Scorps, you're gonna think about like the softer Scorps songs because that's the that's the popular tracks. You know, I mean, th- those are the tracks that top the charts. But for people like us you know, who are, who are familiar with like old Scorp stuff. I think mm-hmm. he fits in with that stuff. Perfect. You know what I he mean? Does. Like that's, he and that's why, that's like why this new, and that's why this new record works so well is because it's very reminiscent of older Scorp's material. It's got a classic Scorp sound to it, you know, and, and uh, I it, get a very apathy sound from Mickey D on this. He it's does a great, he does really, a great but, job on it. He does a huh. great job on it. Well, I'll have to check it out then because I'm, you know, I mean, I, I hearing us, stuff that he did with king diamond and then motorhead for all those years right i i can't because i stopped listening to the scorpions in the mid 80s so that's probably why i have not listened to them I'll for tell 35 you what, Mark, years check out uh check out the uh the 70s stuff a lot of that's phenomenal too and it okay. makes it a different i mean only john roth on guitar is just right well, i will yeah because i was just in there but from I mean, like those 80s those big years right with the live, the live album you know all the hits that right. everyone knew because of mtv and that's sure. that's pretty much my scorpions You're like yeah okay i saw them once at, at the world or was monsters, monsters of rock, rock. In, yeah in 88 um you know, that'd be you know a great show yeah no, no this was at the akron rubber bowl yeah oh right on 
Yeah, I got sunburned. It was like 103 degrees all day, and uh, yeah, we uh, we we made the mistake. Well, you're opaque. You're easy to. Yeah, exactly. We left uh, (laughs) left. uh, We had a big thing of food that we brought. We thought we'd just go out between bands and not have to pay concession concession stand food prices, and we went to leave. Well, we didn't have 150 bucks. We weren't (laughs) buying knockoff T-shirts like somebody. <laughs> and uh they they wouldn't let us back they wouldn't let us out so we had to charge another ticket price to come back in i go are you fucking kidding me so all day 14 hours all i had to eat was a soft pretzel because i only had like four bucks and then they were had the, these fountains going because it was so hot um everyone's like getting heat stroke so i'm just like i have my baseball hat so i'm cupping it like a water and i'm like drinking out of my hat all day and uh God, it was just by the time we were done, we were just exhausted. We just finally got the car open, ate a sandwich, drank a can of pop. Ate a spoiled it. sandwich. No, it was all iced down. It was all cool. I think it was like peanut butter. It was butter all jelly. wet because the the ice had all melted. It was like lukewarm. <laughs> no, it shows up, up to a music eat. festival at $4. What the hell is wrong with you? $4. <laughs> it was the 80s, man. You could, <laughs> yeah, you could, you, could get a, you could get a drink and a three course meal for that in the 80s <laughs> apparently not because he's drinking sweat too. out of a hat <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah my sweat hat how much <laughs> was that hat water you were drinking <laughs> they, well, they had the fountains going that was that was hat all water. free i'm just bringing my own salt back into me you know it's like mm. my own gatorade montagade mm. uh <laughs> well back back on to jp here um what what do you love most about what you do is it like being in the studio is it touring is it doing interviews with amazing podcasts like us you know what is it that you love so much i want to do i do want to try to do more shows like this uh you know uh, i just got to get a better setup for it uh because i have a sm7b but i just don't have a good enough computer to hook it up to i just have a laptop you know (laughs) so (laughs) I don't know, but uh, definitely playing in front of people and a lot of people. I love it. I absolutely like uh, that's that's what I live for. Excellent. Excellent. What's your favorite, most memorable uh, show ever or ever or even venue like the weirdest or most interesting venue you've ever played? Oh, geez. Um, there's there's been a lot of venues that were um, there, there, there was a Mexican restaurant in uh, Union City, New Jersey. Uh, it was right on the floor. I don't know how they booked us there or what it was. And it was with a band actually that had a member of uh, TSO's touring party. Uh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. Cool. Really cool guy to meet. Uh, just yeah. out of the blue. Uh, but yeah, really cool group of people. And uh, we were just like, yeah, I guess we're booked here. And it was, it was a nice little like, you know, camaraderie time, but yeah, my favorite show is definitely the third time I played keep it true with uh, traveler. That was just uh, a great feeling uh, just cause I'd been there before and I kind of knew the lay of the land there. And uh, the band yeah. themselves, you know, like uh, we're in a great mood. Everyone was feeling good. It's just the same thing, you know, no weird vibes ever. And it's like uh, a band runs so much more easily. Yeah, right. that's cool. You talk about getting up and you brawl every day. Like, is that kind of your, is that part of your creative process? Is it a struggle? Like, is like it this fighting. like fight? No, but I no, mean, I'm talking like about fighting. your creative your Bra- Brawling creative like mentally. A... Like I, like yeah. I, I, I have, uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know, just like, uh, issues with uh dealing with uh you know just life i guess uh and it's just like uh you know just every day is sort of like uh i don't know if it's a learning disability i don't know what it is but it's just like every, every day i'm just i kind of wake up i reset uh one band i toured with said it's like i have an on and an off switch and no dimmer that's what they said it was <laughs> nice is that part of your is your creative process? Is it is that a struggle? Is that a is that a difficult time for you to? to it, it is. It is because I I can subject people to to like you know 
just me being kind of like, you know, just verbose and like histrionic and just like kind of like, you know, even mean sometimes. And it's like, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, Cause like, mm-hmm. obviously the best stuff comes out from like pulling all those visceral things out, but like, mm-hmm. you know, in pulling all those visceral things out and it's not like the actor being like, like I had have it's not like that it's like it's like you you actually do become that because you're doing it kind of thing you know you're doing it enough to like be like ah you know like it's just uh that's that's just uh basically like traveler it's really easy to avoid that kind of thing just because the the material flows very easily Mm -hmm. um compared to other stuff i've been in Cool. I always find that interesting to different people's, you know, kind of uh, creative process and kind of what they go through to, to create a song, you know, that right. whole, that whole deal. Is it, is it difficult? Does it flow smooth? Is it a, a you know, happy rainbows every, all, all the time, or is it, is it tough? You know, is it a struggle? So it's the search for the rainbow, it's right. not maybe the yeah. pot of gold, if I'm lucky, you know, uh, every so often that's about what it. Dio taught gotcha. us, right? A search for the rainbow. <laughs> Right, right, exactly, exactly. All right, we're going to do this little game uh, called Blast Beats, where we got a series of uh, real quick questions. We didn't want you to just answer as quickly as possible. You don't have to think too much. Go with your gut like you do with your music, and you're going to be fine. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, paperback or Kindle? Oh, paperback. PC or Apple? PC. Movie theater or streaming? Movie theater. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Favorite ice cream flavor? Vanilla. Dog or cat? Dog. Batman or Superman? Batman. Star Trek or Star Wars? Star motherfucking Trek. <laughs> Dracula or Frankenstein? Oh, that's tough. I like both. Uh, let's go Dracula. Universal or Hammer? Mm. Universal. All right. How do you like your steak cooked? Medium. Favorite movie snack? Ooh, popcorn. Baseball or football? Baseball. Favorite subject in school? Uh, literature. Your least favorite subject in school? Uh, physics. Do you have any phobias? Agoraphobia. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um. We were hungry when we wrote these up because, you know, I figured since you've been writing, uh, you know, playing shows in restaurants, you know, this might, might help as you go forward. Uh, spaghetti or lasagna? Oh, lasagna. McDonald's or Burger King? McDee's. Your favorite Christmas gift? Oh, man. Uh, I got to go with uh, the Castle Grayskull. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Super Sweet. sick. Your celebrity crush. Ooh, um, Marissa Tomei. All right. Mm. Your favorite line from This Is Spinal Tap. Okay. It's on the commentary. It's on the commentary. <laughs> and uh, it's when uh, Ian is telling them that Boston's not really a college town. I can't remember if it's David or Nigel, but they're like, that turned out to be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, the commentary yeah. on the DVD or Blu-ray with Spinal Tap as, doing commentary as Spinal Tap. That is fucking hysterical. I got to watch that, that again now. I did not watch that with commentary. Oh, well, they did, they did two sets of commentary. The first one they do oh, is dude. as Christopher Guest, Michael McKean, Harry Shearer, which is pretty entertaining. 
uh but the one they when they're back in character um oh my god it just it takes it to a whole sublime level <laughs> you know there's a scene where they're walking in and i forget one of them says well look how young we are and uh they never another one you know another one chimes in yeah we were we were young then too you know um it just that's so <laughs> it's so funny man um yeah it's yeah. brilliant all right and the uh last last uh one we're doing here for blast beats the best concert you ever attended Ooh, shoot there's lots of good ones um i am going to have to go with um uh my my favorite one ever is uh priest in 2009 with the painkiller lineup with white snake opening and i got to shake kk downing's hand at the end of the set that was a perfect how how was that moment for you as a fan fantastic because he was very very gentleman like he was just like oh it's so great to see all the young faces out here (laughs) he's very nice yeah that's great because you know that was a really good show too i i won tickets to that show that was a good show i got to go to the front near the end because these uh two gals came up with like corporate tickets they're like we didn't know these guys were old or whatever they said and i'm like okay, I'll take <laughs> where's <laughs> justin <laughs> bieber yeah <laughs> thought this was a boy band yeah. <laughs> not too uh, ugly uh, that's our boy brand that's us not too ugly yeah. these guys hey, don't girl. dance yeah. we're leaving i'll be like the creepy old uncle hey girl why aren't they right. dancing <laughs> um all right we got another game for you we call this one the hot seat because uh most everyone who's played this has gotten to a moment where they kind of squirm and and that's it used to be called something else but we're, we've called this the hot seat so we're going to put you in the hot seat now jp all right, I'm going to name a band, and you are going to tell me your favorite album from that band. Okay. All right. All right. Black Sabbath. Ooh, uh, definitely Sabotage. Judas Priest. Definitely Sad Wings of Destiny. Halloween. Definitely, oh, I like too many of them. Uh, Walls of Jericho. Scorpions. In Trance. The Beatles. White Album. Rush. Oh, damn. Um, uh, It changes so much. I listen to lots of Rush. Uh, Right now, it is um, definitely Power Windows. All right. Opeth. Blackwater Park. Dream Theater. Oh, uh, Images and Words. Iron Maiden. Um, Definitely, as of right now, Killers. Great. Uh, Testament. Uh, Testament. Uh, the Gathering. Right up. Yeah. <laughs> you excited about uh, Lombardo coming back to play? Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be cool to hear his sound uh, represented in those songs properly uh, with his, like, you know, he's inimitable. So it's it's, it's mm-hmm. a big thing. Yeah, right. yeah he's, he's, he's phenomenal. Uh, you ever met him before? No, no, no. No one from Slayer ever. Uh, okay. I, I did work with somebody like long, long time ago that um, now he runs a guitar shop. I think he's friends with Kerry King. Uh, and then uh, I, I, I have a, um, you know, a girlfriend who um, used to be into snake collecting. And uh, he's very much into that as well. So I think there was a friend of a friend there. That's the closest. Yeah. All right. All right. But any guys from Testament, you ever meet Chuck Billy or uh, Eric Peterson? Any of those Eric Peterson or anybody? No, no. no okay. nobody, um, I think. Uh, I, I, I even I, I got to almost see Sadis once, but I couldn't see them, so I haven't met the Giorgio either. <laughs> gotcha. 
All right, just a few more bands in the hot seat. You're doing really well. You're not sweating at all. Yeah, yeah, these uh, are easy. Yeah, he's cranking them out. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. Overkill. Oh, Years of Decay. All right, Queensryche. Oh, uh, Rage for Order. Anthrax. Lately, Sound of White Noise. That's great. Hmm. Uh, Megadeth. Lately, for me, Euthanasia. <clears throat> Slayer. Oh, yeah. Um, Show No Mercy. And Kiss. Proper. <laughs> Kiss. Uh, rock and Roll Over. Allison Chains. Oh, Dirt. And last one, Iced Earth. Oh, definitely um, Burn Offerings. Really like that one. All right. You know, I have to say, of everyone that has set in the hot seat, you have cleared the flying colors. You didn't even like flinch. You just had these answers uh-huh, down uh-huh. pat. You have broken the hot seat. Good for you. Usually people are in Cold agony seat. trying to come up with <laughs> all It wasn't about fighting. It was about something. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, there's one thing I, f- I forgot to ask earlier um, that I wanted to ask because um, we had talked about you were in a lot of bands, but what was it or when was it uh, that you first began singing? Like when, when you realized that you wanted to sing, uh, how old were you? When did, when did, when did that happen? Um, late, late. I got asked to, and I didn't know how to do it. And I was like really nervous about it. And it was like 2005 and it was just for like a punk show. And, uh, once I did it, I felt really awesome. And I'm like, okay, I want to get good at that. It's just like been a stumble, tumble, uh, idiot, uh, odyssey ever since. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, that's good. I've got a retrospective question. Yeah. Uh, looking back on your career, what, uh, what, what's your biggest regret, if any? And what are you most proud of? Oh, uh, I, I wish I handled uh, my first serious band a lot better. Uh, my band borrowed time. I was just too naive and young. I didn't know any better. I didn't know what to do. Uh, so like, I was just really out to launch out to seed and like, know how to, didn't even know how to talk to people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just like, I handle a lot of things badly for friends of mine that were like older and really want to play music for people. So it was like, that's my only regret. Uh, I, I kind of like strove to not have regrets after, you know, kind of just mm-hmm. like you know, go and like, just do what I fit where I can musically in places and uh, do what's needed. And uh, try to make, you know, be creative and come up with, uh, you know, original stuff in the process. But what was the second cool. part? Uh, what are you most proud of? Proud of uh, Termination Shock. Definitely. Definitely. Nice. That writes yeah. every wrong as far as like me wanting to like um, help write the perfect traditional metal record. Great. Did you know when you were writing that record that it was going to be as good as it came out to be? Were you getting that sensation or did it only happen after you finally heard it all together? after because we spent a lot of time perfecting it uh both productions with uh jan um the first one came together way more quick because uh matt had it all written and all the lyrics written but the second one uh you know we worked and worked uh in his studio um and uh he's a, a great producer he's also produced riot city as well uh as other bands i really liked your uh oh, i'm sorry no, I really liked, uh, yeah traveler your job on that lyric video up to you I thought oh, it was yeah. such a blast, man. All these, you know, except cassette here, and I'm recognizing all these other bands and all this memorabilia. And you got these little notebook papers with all the lyrics on each each time you're singing it. That was really cool. It was really creative. It was that all was Dave and Matt. Yeah, that was all Dave and Matt. And it was a fun idea. I'm glad that they uh, they wanted to do that. I think uh, we're gonna try to actually do a full production video soon for something. I 
I, I think we decided the song, but we're just going to try to figure out everything else after this tour. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun though, man, JP. That was really cool. I was all incorporated. If you need some ugly extras, we could, uh, we could volunteer to be in your video, man. Just yeah. happy to let you oh, know. Don't do that so. to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Traveler featuring not too ugly. Yeah. That's right. That's right. It would be awesome. Actually. It would be awesome, actually. I could be exactly like this, but it could just be you guys like reading like fake negative headlines about me. Like, and then this happened. Uh, can you can you clarify this? <laughs> yeah, you, you use this word, this well, word, and this word. Well, I am sometimes <laughs> I'm sometimes known JP as the hate hole of the show. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. You use the word conundrum in this video. Can you explain what conundrum means? Fuck you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll be happy to help, man. Yeah, We'd like yeah. to wickle and ugly up anything you want. So. <laughs> ugly up. <laughs> yeah. It's um, just a straight roast. Yeah, Perfect. no problem. No problem. Yeah, we roasted uh, Vic in his latest yeah, album. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. yeah. They did. It was a spectacular. Uh -huh. I mean, a spectacular uh -huh. show. With our new uh -huh. lead player on so that he could see how much people hate me. Is that <laughs> James again? Yeah, Billy. Billy. No, no, it's Billy's on. Uh, James oh, left a, a while back, yeah. So, but he's he's a he's in that same like uh, school of thought. He's the he's Bill. He's James Junior. If we we had, we lucked into a guy that that his biggest influence is James. He's so the thrasher. He, play, he plays shredder. exactly like him. So he's so good. I mean, and the album's really we like the album except for the. Mm -hmm. Rhythm playing and the singing and the lyrics, but other Except than for that, me. Yeah. Zon, <laughs> Billy's stuff was great, but Vix, eh, you know, yeah, he's really dragging him down. I think just wish really you could mute, to... out, mute out those parts, you know, to go yeah. in a new direction. Right. We just get the, wish get the... you could get rid of all of the song in that song. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we we need Lars Ulrich coming in to like mute out the bass when we get on on, turn on, on down, Justice turn for All. Down We're just gonna turn Vic down. There's too much Vic in the mix. Yeah, yeah can you? Dial, you, back you, you dial back the Vic. Dial back the Vic. I want to get an effects yeah. pedal like that. Just the Vic. You step on it. Just nope. We're just taking yeah. it right out. Um, Unvic it. That's right. You know when you, when you said you you didn't realize that you know the album was sounding great until you listened to it all. But the, do you ever get the feeling when you're writing something or or when the song is starting to come together when you're playing it? Do you get the sensation like yeah this this has potential or or do those things just really only happen after you've like heard the album in its entirety. Well, Matt definitely won't continue a song or finish unless he's getting those feelings uh, from how he's arranging uh, the different riffs, you know? Uh, so by the time it gets to me, uh, he's already like felt that out. And he's like, okay, you should say like, uh, you know, here's how I want, kind of want you to come in. You know, here's where I want you for the verse. Here's where I want you for the chorus. He kind of lets me write uh, what I want, unless he has an exact idea. You know, and that that's kind of the back and forth collaboration we've had lately. And uh yeah, he doesn't he'll stop if he's not getting that. And okay. then with my shit, cool. it's more like um I I figure out a rhythm before I figure out the words, then I figure out the words before I figure out the notes. The notes kind of come last because uh it takes a while of listening to it for me to think about like uh more clever choices than just singing like maybe like one note over and over again or you know, like just a couple notes like uh, uh picking like uh something like like, oh, okay, that like meshes well with that one little bit or this inflection or this sound, you know, like I'm, I'm getting more into it because I, I have a much better recording rig at home than I've ever had before. I got like a, a 7B with a nice uh, isolation. So like uh, the third Traveler album, I'm actually going to record here, um, my parts, but I'm going to send them to be mixed. So, yeah, nice. Excellent. 
We've got one more game we'd like to play with, with you. This is called Name That Festival. Among the Ashes or Traveler. We could do Traveler if you'd like. A Traveler is playing at a festival with two other artists. We're going to spin the wheel of mystery to find who these other bands are. And then I want you to name the festival. Does okay. Make sense? All right, cool. All right. Gonna, Bring up the big wheel. All right. We're going to share the screen. Oh, oh hold on. Where are we no, going? Just not your nude photos, please. No, 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 no. For no. God's sake. Don't make not, that mistake. Not today. Not today. <laughs> All right. We're going to spin. We're going to spin to there see who the first one is. Whoa, that's giving me oh, like flashbacks. To the Go-Go's. The <laughs> Go-Go's are playing with Traveler. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, this is, a, this is good already. Yeah, yeah. Traveler and the Go-Go's. And I added a bunch more over a couple of days ago. Oh, I've oh, noticed. Oh. I see that. Prince. And Prince. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Okay. Nice. yeah. I would go to this show. All right. So Traveler, the Go-Go's, and Prince are all playing at a festival. So what do you name that festival? Name that festival. Well, I'd have to call it the Us Festival. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> all right. The Us Festival. The Us Festival. There we go. Right. Yeah, that is a pretty wide festival that does have a lot of different musical acts in it yeah excellent i'd go yeah i'd, I'd, I'd like go to that yeah go goes all right I'd, I'd like chain weedland you know yeah oh yeah i tried to i, I wrote Susanna hoffs of the bangles and i invited her on the show but i haven't <laughs> heard back yet from her so oh that's, that's shocking so cool. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Her last album is really good. I listened to it. Uh, she has it on her website. It's like, it sounds really good. There's some, there's some classic good stuff on there. And her voice sounds great. It sounds like she did, you know, back when she was singing, you know, um, yeah, with the Bengals. So, um, you know, who you should get is uh, Lee Aaron. You should get Lee Aaron on the show. She's still great. Okay. I'll yeah, reach she's out still to got her voice. She's doing like music, just like, uh, just like that, actually, now. But she used to do metal, obviously, in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, she's, she's still going. She's still just fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll reach out to her. Why not? I mean, hey, we're used to people saying no. Um, so, no, no. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, we're always well, She's delightful. So, so I'll give you a great conversation, for sure. Yeah. Wonderful. Cool. Yeah, that's, that's the thing we love most about doing this show is, like, we, we know that you know, if, if we just saw you backstage, if you didn't know uh, Vic, you know, we would, we've got backstage to see you at a traveler show. We would have our two minutes, get to say hi, get to shake your hand and say something completely goofy, have you sign an autograph and get a picture, you know, but you know, the, we, we get to spend time, you know, with artists like yourself and, and it's, it's just always thrilling for us and very exciting for us. Um, so, you know, we just want to thank you again for, for taking the time to hang out with us. You know, we, we really do appreciate it. Oh. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, like I really appreciate you guys uh, fitting me in on the show. Uh, hopefully, uh, next time we talk, if it's with Among These Ashes or uh, the rest of Traveler, I'll have a better way to to come in and get the a better uh, bandwidth, uh, all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, no, you sure. sound you sound really fun. good. I mean, it sounds yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, it's been fine. Yeah, not a problem. It's all good. So, gentlemen, do we have any more questions that we'd like to ask Jean Pierre before we let him get out of here and get on with his day? I think I've used up mine. Yeah. Right. I used up, I, yeah. Okay. Some of my other ones were answered. So through Montag. Yeah. Yeah. Would it be too much to ask for a bumper? 
JP, you know, this is Jean-Pierre Boud of uh, Among These Ashes, a traveler, uh, and you're listening and or watching and listening to Heavy Metal Horror or something like that. All right, let's go. Let's go. Here we go. Uh... Getting a character. This is JP Abood of Traveler and Among These Ashes, and you are listening to the Heavy Metal and Horror Podcast. Nice. Excellent. Very nice. Well Thank delivered. You. Yes. Yeah. With authority. Good, Good metal sounds like, delivery. Wow, we actually sound like we're somebody now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just yeah. made us professional. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's awesome. That's Almost wow. like the uh, the old uh, Hall of Justice. Meanwhile, at the Hall of Justice. at the Legion of Doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Batman's upset because Superman <laughs> hid his batarangs. <laughs> With no superpowers, he'll never be able to find them. Okay, that's the new podcast. We're now we are now a League of Justice radio play. <laughs> that sounds sweet. Yeah, I gotta do that. That'd be awesome. Excellent, excellent. Hey, well, uh, what's your favorite cartoon? Oh, um, definitely like uh, uh, He Man. Yeah, nice. Yeah, and you had Castle Grayskull, so that's, right, that's right. awesome. Yeah. Christmas, yeah. I think what's funny is I was very young when I had it, and what's hilarious, I look back and I'm like, oh, my dad just really would, like was super into it and getting pumped. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Yeah, he played. Hey, that's the great thing, man. If you have boys, like I had two boys, and yeah, it's like buying the stuff that I want and let them play right. with it a little bit. But you know, it's really it's really what I wanted to play with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, there was one day when he came home, he'd have me tape Batman the animated series on VHS tapes. And uh, he uh, one day like got mad because the tape messed up that I was supposed to tape up the show because he wanted to see it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's, That's an awesome, awesome show. That was a really great TV show. Yeah. yeah. That's probably my favorite one, actually, going back. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the Superman as much. It, it started off really well, but then the what, it, when it started making the Batman series look too much like the Superman series, it kind of lost some of that dark element. I completely but, agree. I completely agree. And then Kevin Conroy stopped going more 40s noir with the voice. Like, mm-hmm. that was the perfect voice. They had all the voices perfect and changed them for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then there was another one that came out a couple of years ago, I think called The Batman or um, something. It was, it was, it was the. Uh, Did you catch him in Dieter. the Dark Knight? Did you catch no. Kevin Conroy in the Dark Knight? No. He's oh. on the boats when the Joker's going to blow up the boats. Uh, they, they There's a box, yeah. and then one of the cards is like, why would they give us the detonator for our own bomb? I'm like, oh, oh shit. Okay, yeah, now I got to watch it. Okay, cool. I got to go find it. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. DC's cartoons are so much better than the Marvel stuff, but their animated, their animated movies are phenomenal. Yes. You know. I don't know. I love the Spider-Man one, man. The Kingpin. Oh, the, the animated series? I still want that gas. Uh, yes. I love the king. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. The, the yeah. 90s X-Men was pretty good, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, 90s X-Men. And it ended, I was so sad when it ended because it, it was like, oh, and they rebooted it. I, they're going to they're gonna pick it up where they left off. So, oh, I mean, that's, no way. That's, that's go kind of with like a cool. full reboot. Yeah, well, no, they're just they're picking up where they left off. I think it's the oh, same no, I mean, animation like, doing style. Like yeah, reboot where it's like completely a continuation as much as right. they can possibly do it. Muster right. it. Right. I think it's it's that. it's going to be as seamless as they possible. Disney's infinite dollars. I'm sure they can pull it off. But I mean, I'm pretty excited about that because that was a good series. I know I've watched some of the Marvel you know movies, and it's like, I like the characters and stuff. But it's like you know I don't know. I still hate DC, but you know. 
I don't know, man. I've been revisiting the Zack Snyder's and I don't hate them as much. Although that Superman, that's when they're just killing everybody at the end. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like Man of Steel. You know, I, I, uh, yeah. I, th- I think it's a really strong Superman story because you see, uh, ironically, you see the human side of the characters, like the struggles he, he became, he had growing up to become the Clark Kent aspect of the character. You know, and that's that's. One is that the I- one where his kid has asthma? No, no. The I mean, last I, Superman like, movie is like, I watched, he had a kid, oh, and the kid had asthma. Oh no, no, that's Superman cars, Returns. Like, that's Superman. No, no, that's Superman here. Returns. Oh, yeah. that, that's a shit. Oh yeah, no. yeah. You're thinking of um, Superman Returns. Yeah, that, that one was cool though, because it was a, a Christopher Reeve. Yeah, it, it was bad. DC movies are bad. There, <laughs> I like the Dark Knight trilogy. I like some Batman stuff. There's some but... the animated stuff that DC puts out is is phenomenal though. I mean, you get the, the Justice Knight. League trilogy, Dark Knight, the two part Dark Knight. You got yeah. you got Flash, uh, Par- yeah, Flashpoint yeah, Paradox. Yeah. Hey, guess what? DC sucks. I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> Dark Knight, the thing with that is I, the Joker now, even though Heath Ledger was obviously iconic, brilliant and everything, I watch it now and all I can think of is like, why is he doing a Laurie Metcalf impression? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I still love Cesar hmm. Romero. I love that Adam West oh, 60s man. Batman show. Hmm. That was what I grew up on watching. Mm-hmm. And then this, the Spider-Man oh, yeah. series that Marvel or D- Disney does not have a, rights to, the very first Spider-Man series from 1966 or 67 rather. And uh, yeah, and that one formed my earliest memories. I mean, the rhino, I need more gold. (laughs) The Riddler's crazy monologue. (laughs) Blow them up and send them into the penguins, giant octopus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I met Frank Gorshin years years ago when I was doing a a show at the college and uh, I didn't know he was there. And we're just walking in the hall. I'm like, holy fuck, it's Frank Gorshin. And uh, I just shook his hand. Like, I wish I had my Batman book with him. I would have had him sign the picture of the Riddler, but yeah, he was awesome. He was really cool. I told him what we were doing. We we're doing a little musical thing and he came in for about five minutes and uh, watched us, which I thought, well, that was awesome. Yeah. He was great. That's so sick. I'd yeah. be so stoked on that. That's so cool. Cause it gets somebody that's like basically from vaudeville, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. We were doing death by Disney. Essentially what we did was we took Disney songs and redid the music, but we had the lyrics. So we did like, like I think Bear Necessities or Be Our Guests was Be Bear Necessities was like Man of Constant Sorrow, and we did the Circle of Circle of Life to uh, Wish You Were Here, you know stuff like that. Oh yeah, it was awesome. That was a great show. Oh okay. Well, I guess that's we should really probably... cool. See, like that's that's the kind of I hope I hope to get into more stuff like that someday where I just branch out from doing like just original metal songs all the time. That's why I'm doing a solo album soon because I'm going to try to do like you know a few original songs that. They're going to be metal and they're going to be hard rock, but maybe show a different side and then some cover songs. And then hopefully like, yeah, that, that, that's, I, I'd love to be more, part of more like, you know, maybe community stuff, you know, pageantry, like some kind of like, you know, just help out volunteer uh, things of that nature that I could, especially since I'm more settled now than I've definitely been in the last five years. You know? yeah. That's great, man. How yeah. do you, I mean, do you want to reach out into your community specifically, or do you have like broader ambitions? Oh no, there's a really cool small town I'm in right here. There's a there's a theater across the street and they they network with a lot of the other theaters in the state of Michigan. And uh Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, the, the, there's all kinds of cool stuff happening in this little town where I'm at now and it's uh yeah, it's a uh, it's a permanent place uh, cuz um you know, everything with travelers all set, uh we just get together and uh get going. Um so uh, especially now that I have um the vocal setup all figured out for the first time forever. So that <laughs> yeah. way I can handle all the recordings. 
Sweet. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to uh, do our, our outro. We're going, oh, I got to let people know. And when we come in uh, at the end with the horns, feel free to, to join us there, JP. So, hey, you can find Heavy Metal Horror at unsaneradio.com. Listen to full episodes or download to your device. You can find us on Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast, on Instagram, on Instagram, Dreadbull. Look for Montag Lewis, one word, our brand new YouTube page. If you're watching, that's where you're at. Heavy Metal Horror Podcast. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And if you know someone who'd like our show, tell them about us. This has been Montag, Master of Illusion. Chop Top, Dread Bull. Wild Dog. <laughs> that is and, awful. Yeah, it's fantastic. Whoa. And you've been watching and listening to, okay, horns up. Heavy. Heavy. <laughs> Magic horror. <laughs> nice. Oh, fantastic. That's the shot right there. The big forehead shot. That's the shot. <laughs> this is Doug Helbring, and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror, the best podcast that you've never heard before. <laughs>